This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. This week, I review Marvel's Avengers on a PlayStation 4 and decide whether this game is truly prepared to assemble. We also talk about the exciting news regarding Nintendo's celebration of Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah i uh, hope everybody's having a great week uh pretty good with me this week and we got a lot of great news to talk about actually the funny thing was is that i was the only thing i was going to talk about this week was the uh nintendo direct dedicated to super mario's 35th anniversary then some sudden news came up within our acmg facebook group at, that was posted so i have to talk about it because it is game related and uh also something else that i heard in the wrestling uh industry that does connect to video games so you know i'm definitely going to talk about that as well but before i do all of that I want to give a, some, a few thanks out here. One is my recent guest, uh, Mega Ran. He came back on. He's the third video interview that I was able to do. And I cannot tell you the craziness that went on to lead to that interview being as good as it did. <laughs> there was a lot of chaos before the calm before that one putting it together but the actual interview itself was awesome i always have a great time talking with mega ran he is the voice of this show and uh and, and all of our shows actually um you know he does the theme music he does the uh the uh sound bite i guess for the uh exclusives that you hear all the time so that's his voice and it's always an honor to have him i had a great time talking with him on his birthday no doubt so happy belated birthday again uh to him you know getting a chance to talk to him on his birthday and being the only thing that he wanted to do that day it was that's awesome just a testament of how much i enjoy talking with him and our you know honored to have him as a part of this whole entire uh thing that that is called acmg so um you know great time go ahead and check that out the video version is available on the acmg facebook group and our talk time live facebook uh page as well which i never really plug i don't understand why i don't plug up you know when it's only you it's hard to try to plug everything going on but yes we do have a talk time live uh, fan page and it is you can type it in at talk time live and you can find it there so it'll be every it's everywhere at this point i haven't put it on youtube yet but i it will be on talktimelive.com pretty soon uh really really soon so stay tuned for that it was, it's, it's a really great interview we talk about a lot of things in particular 2020 especially plus everything that he's got going on right now and his project with xavier woods of the wwe so uh get ready for that and hopefully hopefully actually i don't know 
I don't actually know if that's actually coming out now because of the news that just came about <clears throat> uh and and in uh wrestling media right now and that is vince mcmahon has actually decided to uh not let any of his talent of, of his talent have any outside third-party projects going on so that could mean mega ran as well we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute but i also want to thank our acmg member tasha jennings uh her and her husband langdon did something really really cool they you know called me up and they uh, contacted me uh to ask if i would uh want to design a billboard to honor chadwick bozeman and uh they, they own a few billboard spots in south texas on behalf of their company benchmark uh benchmark uh outdoors and you know i jumped at the chance i you know something i never had the opportunity to do before is to do an actual billboard design um you know because i am a you know graphic designer and i do you know things for other people for promotions and stuff like that so i can definitely knock that one out of my list and it was only best that i do it for the memory of chadwick bozeman so it's out there i don't know to how long it's going to be out there it's been a week so i mean i've finally taken down my uh tribute but all of the content is still up there but it was a great way to tribute such a great man and um you know a brave man to be able to do what he's done and you know we talked about that last week on uh on on a prime show and you gotta you, you can learn a lot from what he from his experience from his life and honestly i really do hope that they do something more with his legacy in life because it was amazing the fact that he was able to do all these movies and i believe there's still like two movies coming out uh with him in there so you know that's going to be interesting we'll see we will see but uh that is up now in different regions four different billboards are up now with that tribute there and i couldn't be more honored to do so thank both Tasha and Land, uh, Langdon for making me a part of that. And it, it's just truly an honor. And this is the reason why I love the ACMG Facebook group. Uh, you know, it's all about the quality and care of the community that we bring. And that's the way we should be able to work together. doesn't matter what creed, color, orientation, whatever like that. As long as we all love and enjoy and celebrate the same things, that's all that matter. And this was a clear example of that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you both for that. So, yeah, let's... Uh, revert back to what i was talking about with uh the vince mcmahon decision to stop all his talent from doing third-party projects or having you know here's the thing years ago years ago during uh the cm punk era zach Ryder, who is now matt uh, mccarnell or, or i forgot his last name on aew now uh he apparently was not getting over like he should have on like he felt like he should have on you know wwe at the time so he came up with this on he was one of the first guys to really get out and get over uh doing youtube uh shows and he had his own show he created his own belt the internet champion and all this stuff you know became highly famous and then cm punk went further to push him because punk's actual following is bigger than actual than uh his and zach Ryder got huge 
because of that push you know and he just became one of the cult followings of the wwe and pro wrestling in general because of the shows and all the stuff that he got and he managed to get over not to the extent of you know what they wanted to because they wanted him to be in a certain level but now it's like it became a thing and this actually kind of led to what the young bucks did and bte which is being the elite their weekly youtube show that really got so popular that it actually spawned aew you know is that popularity plus all their work in new japan led to this and if not for that you know the chain of events that has come by with that it's just amazing can you imagine if vince mcmahon stopped zach Ryder from doing that how the chain of events would have been it probably would not have been any of this stuff because of what zach Ryder did you know so vince mcmahon for some odd reason which really at this point should not be odd is stopping all talent from doing third party content and that means youtube shows and stuff like that now i'm not sure if this pertains to xavier woods uh show up up now down which is his video game show that he's done uh for god knows how long but he's also implemented that into the wwe network as well so i don't know if that's still one of the things um there's another really popular one out there by asuka who's like one of my favorite female uh, wrestlers and i miss her dearly because i don't watch wwe anymore but when i was watching her she was like one of the most dominant uh wrestlers out there and the minute that she went to you know the main roster they diluted her so bad to the point i couldn't watch i knew whenever her or alistair black or whatever would go up to the main roster because i stopped watching the main roster because i knew they wasn't going to get the same treatment and they wouldn't get over as greatly as they did up there that i knew it was it was a swan song i knew it was time it, they would never be the same you know and that's what happened with her and it's just it's just really sad she has a very popular youtube series as well she um she covers video game from video games that she covers that she plays to actual you know uh what is it uh devices and and and, and um you know equipment that she gets from japan that we don't have here in the states and she tries it out like air fryers and all this type of stuff so cooking you know you cooking uh tools and stuff like that that you know you can only get in japan she actually displays it and unboxes it you know on there it's a really really cool show and it's really great to see this side of asuka as well well that's going to be a project that's going to be going i know there were other people who are also doing their own stuff as well and doing it for charity or whatnot and it's just it's just really sad that he's stopping all of this and for what this is another reason why i can't support that company in, in a whole i don't even watch nxt anymore in this case it's just i can't it's just it's too much it is absolutely too much and that also mean like if you heard the interview with me and mega Rand, like i just mentioned he's going to be working on you know music with him maybe it could be as austin creed i'm not sure uh, and you know what that's um that answers a lot of questions you know recently on ign they were playing the uh wwe battleground game that's coming out in about a few weeks or so and i'm still debating whether i'm going to get that or not because uh, the fact that it is is wwe and i'm just sick and tired of the way that company is run and the way that he's running it and in just a lot of things going on back then you know in the background of that brand i just it, it a lot of it just it irks me um 
it 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 really hurts to see the things that are happening and why things like biggie is speaking out on certain issues retaining to race and and coffee kingston's run and stuff like that it's stuff like that which is why like why am i why would i support this why would i ever even support this and um you know i i just i wait for the day that he actually is no longer running the company and i don't know if that's gonna it's gonna be a long time before that comes and it has to be some change with that man it, it just has to be but i tell you this um yeah i don't know what this is gonna be uh during that ign segment they were doing the um you know a play you know the, the wwe playground you know uh gameplay uh test of the game and xavier woods was in there but as austin creed so i don't know what that means or what what's going on with that situation because he normally doesn't call himself austin creed he normally goes by the name of xavier woods which is his new date deal so um that's that's uh it's kind of interesting so i don't know what's going on with that company right now i do <laughs> actually i do but i can't i can't i just can't everybody every time somebody tries to defend it or try to you know give a more optimistic perspective of it he goes and does something stupid like this so that's gonna be it Uh, unfortunately uh you know anybody who had any gaming you know youtube twitch you know blogs or uh whatever or or shows or whatever or, or, or youtube shows it's gonna be coming down within 30 days that's sad it's really sad because now it's all going to be controlled by him and that means he's going to control who gets to the top and who's not he there has to be change in that company i I, honestly i would love to watch another wrestling company again but i i'm not fooled by production value i'm not fooled by glitz and glamour you know I, i i i work in this i work in the industry for over a decade of working with promotional type of situations and prs and all this stuff and i see right through this i see right through what goes on the you know in the background because i have to build some of that <laughs> i have to build the visuals to make people uh want to be attracted to a certain brand or quality or stuff like that so and a lot of it i learned from uh art and designs and stuff like that but the also business as well and furthermore observing everything that wwe has done since the attitude era and how they became so famous in the attitude era i get it i absolutely get it but i also understand exactly what he's doing and exactly what that company's doing in the background and what they're doing for us as a community and i'm saying the black community as well there's not that much support it's just a lot of turmoil wwe represents exactly what is wrong with this country alone in one little you know bubble if you will so we'll see it's unfortunate for that one but uh it is what it is i wish them all the best i really wish them all the best in their future endeavors (laughs) so let's move on to some other uplifting news here and i just found out you know shout out to charles fisher in our acmg facebook group he posted this polygon.com reports that shinmu has an anime that is not only coming out, but it's coming to Crunchyroll in Adult Swim, which means there will be English audio dub for this. This is absolutely awesome. Uh, I didn't expect this to happen. This is totally out of the blue. This is, uh, if you guys remember Shinmu, is, they just came out with part three, and uh, Shinmu is a cult legend. 
uh, created by Yu Suzuki, uh, an epic video game that was adapted uh, now to television here. To, and, and now it's going to be a 13 episode anime series. So technically what you want to call this is an OVA. Uh, and it's going to follow the journey of Ryo Hazuki, which is the guy who was destined to find Landy after he... Uh, if I remember correctly, he killed his father and took a a stone, a uh, a a sort of sort of a tablet or whatnot. Um, and now Rio is going all over the world to find this guy and find. And I think they called it a mirror. I forgot. But um, yeah, man, it, it, it's uh, yeah. He basically Landy, uh, you know, witnessed his father's murder at his family dojo and. Uh, you know, Rio just dedicated his entire life to finding Landy and getting that mysterious item uh, that Landy was looking for. And it just leads to all these situations. Also leads to the running joke about uh, Rio always looking for sailors. So, you know, we'll see if they are going to add that element to it. But this was a great legendary and revolutionary game because Yu Suzuki created the open world environment that we're all used to today. And this is interesting because like i said during the what was it the uh, video game review that i did of uh high score yu suzuki was never mentioned this game was never mentioned and like i said i hope that if they have a season two of that series that excuse me that yu suzuki actually gets mentioned because he has pioneered a lot he helped literally Yu Suzuki is responsible for getting us to this 3D era. And it was done by Yu Suzuki on behalf of Sega. So this is the it's only right that we get a really cool anime and it keeps the legend alive. So this is coming. Uh it is being directed by uh Chikara uh Sakurai, who is the uh director of one punch man and naruto so we're going to be working with that and uh led by telecom animation film and uh production management is provided by sola entertainment so this is awesome keeping you the great yu suzuki uh alive here in his legacy continuing with this as well remember yu suzuki is so legendary that his actual game is displayed at the miss uh, at the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. Because of what that game has done. And that was Virtual Fighter. So, you know, I, it, it, it's only right. It's only right that he gets this type of uh, celebration here. So I'm looking forward to it. And I haven't played Shimu 3 yet. And uh, maybe down the line when we finally get a release date, because there is no release date for this, that uh, I will actually venture into Shimu 3 and finally close the book on that as well i heard mixed reviews with it i heard it was okay i heard it was there was it wasn't perfect but you know we'll see well we will see but i owe it to myself to actually play this game as well so uh it's awesome i've i've been a shimu fan for ages since the dreamcast era and uh that was just one of the reasons why dreamcast was so awesome so there you have it there so let's get into my thoughts on the recent Nintendo Direct dedicated to the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. And there was, remember, there were I talked about that there were rumors that there were going to be a Nintendo Direct, and in fact it was, and this was ever bit as epic as you would expect Nintendo Directs to be because they are celebrating everything, all things Mario, Super Mario, I should say. And 
my goodness, the things that they announced for this. If you're a Mario fan, if you're a Nintendo fan, you're gonna. I. I. <laughs> it's funny. I. I'm a Nintendo fan, but I really marked out for this as if I was only a Nintendo fan. And the this is the reason why this company has lasted as long as they did, because they brand themselves almost in the same fashion as Disney. They treat their products like Disney. They treat their franchises like Disney. Mario is indeed the Mickey Mouse of today. And you couldn't do better than what they have done here. They announced a lot of releases of things to come in celebration of Super Mario's 35th anniversary. The first one was explosive because for a guy like me who grew up with this actual item, for them to come back out with it and then to evolve it the way that they did i cannot wait for november 13th because in november 13th they will be releasing the mario brothers game and watch actually this is the super mario game uh game and watch <clears throat> you know those who are young today who did not grow up in the 80s may not understand this but there was uh little pocket games and that's what we call them pocket games that were like led based and these were as paleolithic as you could possibly get in the world of video games where you have these items that would just you know led you know screens that will just format in a way that you want to it was very primitive and they had a mario nintendo started this these pocket game series and first one one of the first ones was mario actually it wasn't mario it was something else but they had a mario brothers version and it was awesome and they were able to make this little you know primitive version of a video game that you could take on the road and stuff like that it required a uh it required you to have like uh watch batteries you know lithium watch batteries to play it and it made the most annoying noise in the world if you're a parent i can tell you that <laughs> but if you're a kid it was awesome but you could turn off the um, mute too um so it was it was very revolutionary in its time well now they're bringing it back but they're bringing it back in such a big way because this game and watch is going to have the very first super mario brothers game on there like the actual nintendo game packed into this little small device I can't tell you how awesome that is and how many people are going to buy this. Now, Game Watch also was a device that told um, that, you know, told you uh, told the time as well. It was actually a, you know, a clock that you would take on a road. So if you watch the actual display, they act, you would be able to actually watch the time. They have some a really cool time display that you can interact with where Mario can knock out some of the actual uh, the actual time the digital uh time as it as in in real time it's so freaking awesome and all of this is going to be packed into this little small game and watch device that we used to play led games with and they got some other little fun things that you could do uh, uh you know features in there as well i can't believe how far we got in in, in in technology it's just amazing this is coming out november 13th they didn't give a price for it but get ready this is going to be a hot selling item uh, especially for those who are my age and has actually purchased the original one this is going to be this is going to be a big seller as big as the nintendo classic these guys know exactly how to market their product and brand and capture that fan base this is a clear legend uh, leg uh i'm sorry let's um lesson for those who are looking into you know make creating their own brands and marketing and, and promoting this this entire nintendo direct is a study 
of how marketing, promoting, and branding should be. Bar none. Uh, then they gave another huge, like everything that they announced was huge announcements. It was just insane. Uh, Super Mario World 3D is coming February 20, uh, 21st, 21, 2021. Uh, they're actually remaking this game, modifying it, upgrading everything on here. This time, there will be multiplayer added to it uh, because the original one only had Mario on there. Um, I think Mario and Luigi, I think, or just Mario. But this time, you're going to be able to play Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess Toadstool. Or Peach. I always get them mixed up now because it's like they're three different. No, it's, it's Toadstool. There's, there's three different... Um, <clears throat> you know princesses now and you know they added her on air and all of them had the same abilities that they had on super mario 2 but now on a on a 3d platform so it's going to be awesome to see that there's also going to be along with this a new expansion pack or, or expansion uh, mode called bowser's fury there's no, they haven't really talked about what that entails but they teased it so all of that is coming on February 21st, 2021. Looking forward to that. But it's not over yet. Super Mario 35, available October 1st on Nintendo Online. This is, think uh, Tetris Online. Tetris, uh, what is it? I forgot the, the Tetris game that you could play online as well. Um, you It's going to be you versus 35 players, and you're all going to be playing in different types of uh you know modes to see who's the better gamer on air i'm pretty sure they're going to have some contests you know contests and stuff like that like they do with the tetris game on nintendo online so looking forward to that that's it looks like awesome it looks very awesome uh in there so you have that to look forward to this one was all this uh, again all of them all of the things that they were talking about was fantastic but this right here <laughs> this is so and this is so brilliant Super Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. So basically, they have remote control cars that you can control using your Nintendo Switch. And what it does is that you'll have it, it comes with an ex, a bunch of accessories of tracks that you can place. These are actual physical toys. Like you have a Mario and Luigi Kart that you can actually, a toy, like toy uh, race cars that you can actually put on the ground if you have a big enough. Uh, space to do it and basically what you're going to do and I, people if you're listening to this and you're an adult and you have uh, kids that will probably want this which you guarantee will you have to have hardwood floors for this to work there's no way you're going to have to be able to do this on rugs or anything you're going to have to have enough space to do this but you're basically going to have all these tracks that it's going to come with and you're going to get to create different track virtual tracks and what it does is that once you place these these arches around your uh, your actual house, it creates an augmented reality of an actual track around the area. So you're actually going to be controlling the race the remote control race car using the switch, and as it goes around your actual room, and all these different elements are going to be in there. So it's brilliant. It is so brilliant. Not to mention even if you don't have the capability of using that to play that you still have a really cool remote control toy of mario and luigi so even if you don't people are still going to buy it just to have it or shelf it or whatever like that on there so it, it you there was i can't 
even begin to tell you how brilliant this is. I mean, granted, you can play, you know, Mario uh, Kart, you know, uh, eight if you want to, which is awesome in itself. Um, but this was just innovative. And this is what uh, Nintendo is all about. They are the masters of innovation here. I really enjoyed what they did here. It's so awesome. They are also going to be selling new t-shirts celebrating the 35th anniversary, which will be available in October at the Nintendo New York City uh, store, which I miss dearly. I, You know, it's funny. I was just talking, you know, again, going back to the Mega Ran uh, interview I just did. Uh, I was talking about how uh, my wife and I on my birthday in January went to New York and we went to Nintendo um you know new york city there and i think we also believe that was the time when we may possibly have already caught the coronavirus by the time because we were atrociously sick we're made um like a few days coming back in so uh really interesting uh but also i digress it will be back it will be also available for sale on twitter and instagram i do recall twitter i mean instagram having a somewhat store uh, that they're built they they've built so people can purchase things there as well so uh that's that we also have a new ninja speed run stage that will be coming to super nintendo mario uh, super mario maker 2 on a nintendo switch coming soon as well a new nintendo versus challenge cup is coming to super smash brothers ultimate so look forward to that uh no date on that yet january 2021 will have a very special mario themed event for splatoon uh, followed by a keychain an actual physical keychain and t-shirt that will be available for it as well during that time uh animal crossing is getting in the game not only <laughs> animal crossing is now becoming the platform for a lot of things now uh if you don't know and some of you do because the fan base and the demographic for animal crossing is mostly adults and uh apparently joe biden and uh kamala harris senator kamala harris is using that platform to promote its brilliant I think is absolutely brilliant because it's the one place that they know adults are in and that's a testament of that and they found out that you know why not just do a virtual thing in there <laughs> it's brilliant so you can actually get like uh lawn signs that you could put in supporting you know your your deal in there so uh that's pretty awesome it's, it's brilliant and awesome as well well nintendo of course has to get into the game as well so mario is going to be a mario event on March of 2021 coming for that as well new oh this is something I really really want I I'm not really a sneaker person like that but when I see a good pair of sneaks that I think I can put I can rock I, I, I want it and this is awesome Super Mario Pumas RSR I believe it's called a SR edition or something like that is coming September 4th oh crap that's it's available now <laughs> it's september 5th it's a fellow one i gotta find my way to get these uh sneaks these things look awesome they're like it's it's subtle it's not too i i hate i hate sneaks like i'm mostly i and all honestly i like wearing tims but i haven't worn tims in ages so i've been wearing uh sneaks lately but if I'm going to wear it, it has to be like one solid color or maybe two colors. If it had this one was like blue and red and it was a really subtle blue and red. It looks awesome. So uh, that's out now, apparently, and in celebration of this as well. So if you uh, find them, go out and get them. It, 
I'm pretty sure this is probably that's probably going to be a sellout too. Um, company, a clothing company called Black Milk Clothing will be selling Mario themed gear on October 5th. Uh, Super Mario Monopoly and Jenga is available now. A action figure for Jack Pacific is available now. Lego Mario, we all know about that. Was that's a, um, in the making, and the NES Classic, which also shows Super Mario Brothers, is available now as well. That NES collection, some way somehow, gotta get that. I, I, I love doing. I got um, my wife got me the um, the Voltron Lego deal, which is no longer for sale, by the way. And that thing is awesome. That thing is absolutely awesome. Looking right at it right now. That Nintendo, that Lego Nintendo thing. I got to get my hands on that sooner or later somehow. So uh, that's awesome. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario All-Stars. They, there's been rumors of this coming. And it is, the, the rumors are officially true. And not only is it true, it is available now on the Super Nintendo Online. Now, I grant it. I am very happy that I'm able to play it on Super Nintendo Online, but at the same time, a part of me is like, can I buy this on the on the uh, on the account of what if I don't want Super Mario, um, you know, Nintendo Super um, the Nintendo Online series, even though it's only twenty bucks a year? <laughs> what if I don't want that? What if I have offline capabilities? Would I be still? Actually, no, that's not true. I still will be able to play that game offline. I have played some of these games offline, so it is. A, you are able to play this offline, so um, pending that you have the account, so that it, that's not that bad. But I still would like to have my own ownership of that particular game as well. Uh, then the biggest news I think of this is the last two items that they talk about. One of which, actually, not as now it's it's actually all one in one package, but people have been crying for this to happen. And we finally get it. And this means big. This is this this is actually big because this can you know lead to other things. They first announced that Super Mario 64 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. People have been waiting for this game to come to the Nintendo Switch for since Nintendo Switch has even come uh, even uh, been produced for profit. We finally get it. And this is one of the first. 64 games to come i think doom was the actual first i believe uh doom or duke nukem one of the two i think it was doom doom 64 i think was the first but this also means that like we could possibly get other 64 games that we loved uh coming back as well this can lead into a lot of good you know nostalgic games coming back but not only that but we also got gamecube and nintendo wii representation here as well super mario sunshine has been announced as well along with super mario galaxy as well and guess what it all will be packaged in one because this is going to be called the super mario 3d all-stars game which is coming (laughs) in a week or two september 18th it is coming it will also include the soundtracks to all of the games all of the game's music but much in the same fashion as you uh, got to play on other games now, which was originally done in Super Mar- uh, Super Smash Brothers. So you're going to get that option to play that as well on air. And I look, I, there's no way in hell I'm not getting this because <laughs> guess what? It is available now in the eShop for pre-order and you get all of that for $59.99. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, you got to remember, each of those games were at one time 60, 59 dollars You get all of that 
for one price. And that means each one of them are valued at 20 bucks. It also means that, that, you know, as far as memory capacity, it's not that big. They're, they're probably like six gigs each. So 18 gigs for all of that. That's, that's an amazing deal. There's no way you can't get this game, especially if you're a Mario or a Nintendo fan. So folks go out of your way to get it. If this is the biggest celebration of Nintendo I've ever seen. And one of the best marketing ploys of Nintendo that I've ever seen. This is awesome. This is the way I, this is the way I like to play. This is the, no pun intended. Um, this is why Nintendo has stayed around for so long. This is why they're doing, and if you really think about it, they're the only ones that really have a stable franchise that has lasted longer than anybody and has been more successful than any, anything from Xbox or even anything from PlayStation. That, that is fact. That is absolutely fact. And just doing this, this is why they, when you stay in your lane and keep it real, you know, you don't really compete with everybody and you just do your own thing. This was, this is what happens. So I will be getting some or one or two of any of these uh, celebratory items in this list. But kudos to Nintendo once again. They knocked it out the park with this uh, direct, uh, this Nintendo Direct. And it's awesome. I, it's, it's awesome. I can't wait. Folks, that will do it for this portion of Select Start. We're going to take a break, come back, and review Marvel's Avengers. And we're going to see if this can level up to any of the other Marvel games that is out right now. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! And this is our final stage review of Marvel's Avengers, this long-awaited project that Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics, and Eidos have been waiting to come out and bring us. There was a lot of situations with this on this process and, you know, a lot of... Uh, kickback because of the e3 presentation that was unfinished and 
you know, people were worried about this, but as it gradually came along, we started seeing more improvements, more improvements, more improvements to the point that we began to become more excited about it. And then we got a chance to uh, get the beta. We checked out the beta. It looked okay. There were some things that needed to be worked on and leading up to right now. So we finally got a chance to play it. I got actually beat it day one, um, the, the core story mode, which was only about like, I think I spent like 13 hours straight on it. Like the minute I, from 12 o'clock at night, I played it for like an hour and a half. I went to bed at 1.30, woke back up. Uh, right around probably seven, eight o'clock, I started playing again all the way till about eight o'clock or something that matter, but managed to finish it. Uh, you know, overall, overall uh the as far as the entire presentation it will probably go down as the best avengers game ever made and uh believe it or not this is not the first avengers ma uh, game ever made there was a arcade game from way back that unfortunately it's hard to compare to because you can never take it to this level but uh this will go down as the best avengers game ever made however I don't believe this will be the best Marvel game ever made, but this is going to be on the list of those. And I'm going to tell you why. And let's start with the story that with the story, which I really, really enjoyed. I'm actually watching it again on uh, my TV via YouTube, courtesy of MK Ice and Fire. Uh, now, the reason why I'm doing that is because you will not be able to play the story mode over again once you play it because they haven't added the new game plus feature which i'm sure they will even spider-man at one point uh spider-man playstation 4 uh they eventually brought in the new game plus feature I, I i don't i still you know my lack of education in game development doesn't uh explain to me as to why uh it takes so long for them to just add it on there or whatever i don't know what the process is but you know eventually it does get added on there so uh i am able to watch it again thanks to youtubers out there uh, that are uh putting up the actual uh footage and it's awesome because this game is worth going into just for the story mode alone uh it is awesome it is fantastic to play um the story revolves around kamala khan uh who's you know becomes miss marvel but this is her superhero origin as we see her as a child uh, with her father attend the epic a day that she was one of a few to be able to you know uh participate in this event via a fan fiction contest that she entered now if you read if you read marvel comics you know that kamala khan is a huge fangirl of all of the superheroes that she lives around so she always wanted to become a superhero only to get uh, exposed by the Terrigen Mist and exposing her in human genes. Well, this is being displayed out in this game and there in, in, in Square Enix and uh, Crystal Dynamics telling of it as well. So um, basically exactly what I said, She this event leads to her succumbing to the cataclysmic event that resulted in the widespread of Terrigen Mist entering the people's entering people's bodies and turning them into inhumans with superhuman abilities for god's sakes this is something you know coronavirus or terrigen mist take your pick people so <laughs> i don't know i don't know which is worse because you know when it comes to the terrigen mist anything can happen like it's no guarantee that you're still going to be human you're going to look human but have superhuman abilities other people have had you know 
mutations ha- happen within the mist. So you never know how you're going to come out with that. But it, it's very it's very appropriate that they have this storyline come out. <laughs> We're having 2020 and the coronavirus, you know, unbeknownst to anybody during the process of this at the time. So it's just crazy. But this also resulted in an attack by terrorists led by Taskmaster and a secret partner who set up the Avengers to take the fall of the A-Day incident, uh, while also losing Captain America, who uh, was still in the helicarrier during his time, which unfortunately the helicarrier sunk to the ground, uh, deep into the sea. Years later, we enter a world without the Avengers and the new organization called AIM, uh, which I'm not going to say the acronym because I always forget is advanced something mechanics, um, advanced intelligence mechanics or something of that nature is formed to protect the and create a better world as and they've even taken over the Avengers Tower as well. Uh, now, if you notice, a lot of what you see in this game is taken a bit from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, but still make create it to make its own universe as well. So this is not nowhere near directed to, um, directly connected to the Marvel Comics Universe, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. So do take note. And I know a lot of people were upset about that. And it I don't understand why to that extent. I would love for them to have the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well connected to this and have the facial features, but it's not. They have the right to create their own world as well. Whether it's going to live up or even be better than that, that's a whole other thing. Like when we watch, when we play, and it's funny too, because nobody complained about Spider-Man on a ps4 being different from the from tom holland spider-man in fact people recognize that spider-man game as and compares it up to the movies that's how great people love that game so it is what it is meanwhile during this time an older kamala continues to investigate what really happened in the a-day event and what happened to her during an A-Day event because she was affected by the Terrigen Mist as well, giving her abilities to stretch and morph her body into different sizes and forms. So she is in in, an investigation of all of this, uh, only to discover and find out that the Avengers may have been set up by AIM. Kamala then seeks to reform and rebuild the Avengers and stop AIM's plan from there. And that leads into a whole bunch of really cool things as well. So, Let's talk about the cast here because there was some greatness in this cast and there was some not so great. <laughs> this cast is surprisingly, in my opinion, uh, not so great in this cast. Let's start with Sandra Seed, who I believe is the lead character of this. She plays Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. I got to say, she stole. She is the lead character for a reason, and she stole the show. I love a lot of the performances here, but she her portrayal of Kamala Khan was so endearing so lovable uh you you just you just she warmed your heart whether she was a kid to her adult stage and she just it was something very heartwarming you felt you felt the Disney in her (laughs) in this this still and it, it she wasn't overbearing because she is a fangirl but it was very subtle in a sense and you just enjoyed the moments that she fangirled out. It almost felt like you when you go to San Diego Comic-Con or a comic book convention and you see some of your favorite 
you know, heroes or your favorite celebrities and stuff like that. And especially when they come up to see you, you, your mind is blown for the day and it's unforgettable. So you kind of, you kind of uh, vicariously live through her in that sense. And I love that. And she made you feel like that. You know, you weren't just playing as her, you were her, you are becoming her in the essence of what she's going through. And I love the scenes when you go all over a day this is so awesome this is how great this is the great part of the core story mode that i love you know because you're going through this and you this is something that you've done yourself in some form or fashion you know at any comic book convention that you've uh, been able to go into so it's just been awesome uh here to see that so her performance through and through and take note i i used to read the champions uh when marvel used to really put bring a heavy notion to that uh, and I loved that she was becoming a, or she still is becoming more of a leader. Uh, you know, it, it's like they really groom her to become, you know, a leader, probably of the Avengers or even the champions or whatever. Uh, so you're seeing her grow in that aspect on the comics. So I really became a fan of her through that. And it's really coming out more in, as to why they are leading her to becoming the character here. And I, I love there was one scene in here where you know she was being bullied by these two uh fans that that were attending a day and she kind of schooled them she uh, you know it was a really great moment of standing up to yourself and such and she did the great quote from civil war that captain america uh mentioned on air about you know if you're a tree you know you don't when they, and they want you to move and you stand there and say no you move and which was also told again in the movie civil war as well but not under but under uh agent 13 and and she gets to be captain america right then and there as well so uh yeah we're gonna get to captain america as well because there was one of those situations that i had those issues that i had with there nolan north as tony stark iron man nolan north is one of the best voice actors in gaming history right now him and troy baker who also is in this game as well he played tony stark and normally when he plays any role it stands out it does a really great job he you of course know him as nathan drake as well of course he's very famous for that this was the first portrayal and performance that i saw where i wasn't really enamored and, and, and uh excited to hear his portrayal this was not one of my favorite or best portrayals of that nolan north has ever done uh his his portrayal of tony and, and here's the thing i i think unfortunately a lot of it has to do with the fact that this this takes account as to how good robert downey jr was and how much he owned the part and it's hard because i'm trying to look at this without comparing him to robert downey jr and how robert downey jr portrayed it but the fundamentals of what make tony stark so good is that he's a pompous jerk in a sense um and but also in in, in a, a lot a, a bit condescending not even a bit condescending but a lot condescending to a lot of people who he comes uh, by regardless and i didn't feel that within nolan north's uh portrayal of it this was not as a good a portrayal i didn't feel like even if it is their own version i didn't feel like still this was tony stark his portrayal of tony stark felt like paul rudd 
playing Tony Stark more than him trying to portray a Tony Stark because it didn't get I didn't get that pompous attitude. It was very little of it. And here I didn't get that that um you know I'm a rich dude. I feel like I'm it, it, more as much as I felt like he was a roommate of somebody's. You know? It, it, it you know and he was just wearing the Iron Man suit. It it didn't come out that way. And I've watched other portrayals of Iron Man before, even the Remington Still styles that you used to hear back in the day uh, on animated shows, on Iron Man animated shows and stuff like that. They were really good portrayals of Tony Stark. And I don't blame Nolan North because his his uh, ability is phenomenal. His portrayal, you know, how he could do it. I, it could possibly be the writing. It could possibly be the direction that they told him to go by but it just didn't work out in my opinion it just his tony stark just wasn't good it didn't stand out in it of its own so i wasn't too much of a fan of it but it wasn't to say that it was completely bad but if you yeah if you do compare the past tony starks not just robert downey jr's but other tony starks or the or the guy who plays tony stark on all of the recent animated shows and then recently uh also on Avengers uh, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me in a sense on that note. I didn't feel like he was a philanthropist uh, or a just a billionaire as, as such that, you know, it, it just not not to Tony Stark's level, not to the Tony Stark that I've been reading for years, you know. So, uh, you know, it was OK, but not absolutely great. Not the best I've heard from Nolan North in his portrayal. Uh, Troy Baker, on the other hand, I think he's the king. I think this guy, you know, he's the reason why he does so great. Um, he played Bruce Banner and I thought he did tremendously well as Bruce Banner here. I thought he he uh, he, he really brought out the best in what Bruce Banner stands for. And I'm not even basing it on Mark Ruffalo because Mark Ruffalo is not even the best Bruce Banner in this case. You know, I, I would probably give that to Bill Bixby or even, um, oh man, I forgot uh, who played him on the, on the original movie, uh, Fight Club. Uh, God, I'm so blanking out here. I'll get it back. But um, nonetheless, I, I thought Troy Baker did a tremendous job as Bruce Banner you know uh at all being let me see incredible hall because i'm gonna feel really bad yep i feel really bad if i get his name completely wrong and edward norton for god's sakes <laughs> so yeah i think edward norton played a tremendous bruce banner i thought uh bill bixby is bruce banner in a nutshell but and then you have all the ones from the animated series uh and i'm not including uh i'm not including the um fred tattashore because he just plays the hawk in here so that's that's just a whole thing and interesting to note that in the storyline nick fury is in there but he after the incident he disappears so we will expect him to come back eventually uh i wasn't too much of a fan of his actual character design from a standpoint that you know they tried to mix the two the old school nick fury with the new Nick Fury I mean he's still black but he has hair and everything and they didn't want to go with the Samuel L. Jackson uh look of him and I understand that I mean it is what it is um he looks like my man from um a different world who played Lieutenant uh not Lieutenant Dan I forgot that the, te the teacher who's the uh ROTC uh professor <laughs> in there as well you guys if you watch a different world you know what I'm talking about um but 
you know, it was okay. Some of the some of the character, you know, designs and in, in, in models were pretty much okay at best. Um, then you had Laura Bailey, who plays Black Widow and plays actually not only Black Widow on here, but she's also Black Widow on the animated series on virtually anything that Black Widow plays, which led me to wonder why didn't they just get the other actors who played normally the other i mean i i get it they tried to do something different and it partially worked in my opinion it didn't work to the effect of what they could have done i would have if it was me and i was casting director i would have totally went for the original actors who played the other versions on the animated series because they're everywhere they even played she because she plays on here she plays on the this disney xd animated series as black widow she plays on marvel ultimate alliance 3 as black widow as well i mean she's everywhere she's on i believe she's on the uh, future uh, avengers as well i mean so i mean use her but don't use the original cap and and uh tony yeah okay I mean, I, I see where they were trying to go and getting Nolan North and Troy Baker because they are the top dudes. But if they are not, you can't go on name alone. If they don't have what it takes to be that dude, you know, maybe recast. I mean, because they're not cheap either So <laughs> at that. So then another another guy who also plays on everywhere, Travis Willingham, who played Thor. He also plays Thor in the animated series. He also plays Thor virtually everywhere you can see an avengers character ultimate alliance 3 he's on there as well so now he's not on future avengers uh for patrick sheets uh seats is on um plays thor on air as well so they changed it up because i guess he's more in tune to anime as well but he you know that guy does a great job doing uh particular roles that require masculine you know oomph to it so you know he did well as here too so they you know they actually got him but they didn't it's just the casting is is it's interesting to say the least um but then it comes down to captain america who's played by jeff uh shine this to me was the uh disappointment more than more than nolan north tony stark like i can no nolan north as tony stark was okay at best but Captain America, his this guy's portrayal of Captain America to me failed in a sense of I didn't feel like he was a man out of time. And that's what, you know, when, when you look at this portrayal, you really, really, really respect and, and, uh, and understand why Chris Evans was picked to play Captain America. And you really appreciate his portrayal more and more because after uh, after watching this portrayal of captain america because i don't know if they told him to act a little bit more like a jock but he ended up coming off like a jock like like a modern day jock from a football team more than a man out of time who was once a scrawny little dude so when you watch chris evans play captain america and i hate to compare the two but yeah i mean that's I mean, that plus other portrayals of animated shows and everything. But when you watch Chris Evans play it, you always get this feel like this is a dude who once was from a era that is no longer. And he's still trying to adapt and assimilate into this new era. But he's still him from that era living in a different time. He this guy totally did not feel like a man out of time. He felt like a guy that was 
just picked up you know to wear this costume and you know fight against you know these other people so i was not convinced that of his portrayal of captain america and it just felt it really felt like i was watching somebody who was uh more portraying a football uh show than any than just actual a an avenger it, it, i i was not in 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 all in all in, enthralled with um or uh, excited about his portrayal of captain america at all um it was just there it, it didn't feel like and, and even furthermore even the lines that he was even saying in the game even though he's not in the game completely all the time and that's actually a good thing because i think the longer he would be in this game the more it would kind of take away from it and you would kind of see it and that's just my opinion i don't know if everybody else had that same feeling either but uh you know i had to feel like i compared to chris evan uh chris evans portrayal in a sense because i think chris evans played a absolutely outstanding version of him even the guy even the actor who plays him on an animated series i thought plays it as well because he's playing a animated version of him but it still sounds like this old school you know guy who has his old school ways but he's in the modern era i didn't feel that with with uh jeff shine's version i just didn't unfortunately uh you know so that was that then you have uh darren de paul as the hawk they didn't use fred tattashore which i would have used but he didn't have to do so much in here because he didn't speak as much so it was just a bunch of grunting and stuff like that so it really wasn't that big of a deal but when fred tattashore plays the hawk and i still consider him the best hawk of the bunch uh he's a very talented dude not being biased here but um he's extremely talented but they didn't need him for any other speaking roles or whatever because all he, he was he was old school hawk and i i was like all right bet i can accept this so he did it he did great with it his job and then you then you have um osman ali a who plays george uh tarlington aka modok i thought he was the second best performance of this i thought um modok it was awesome i thought this version of modok was fantastic i thought his leading up to becoming modok was great so i i love this portrayal of modok i thought he he played a great antagonist to this team who were going against the odds here so uh you know if you combine it all together it was good but not great like if you compare all of the performances here compared to the uh the performances of yuri lowenthal and tara platt and uh on spider-man playstation 4 and uh you know and, and as well as the actor i forgot who played uh you know octopus dr octopus and all this and such doesn't compare i thought what they did and direction that they did on play on uh spider-man playstation 4 absolutely outweighed the story now granted that doesn't mean i didn't like the story mode because the core story of it all when you could put it all together is a very fun and epic uh you know game experience that you have i so much so i want to play it again but we, at this time we can't play it so i believe down the line we they 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 would be fools if they would not give us new game plus to work and and then play through this game again and enjoy this uh because i don't i hope i don't want to have to play this all over again i mean play the you know buy this game and not play the story mode and it's happened before it's called jump force for god's sake <laughs> so where you only play the story mode once that makes no sense at all that is the dumbest thing ever so um i i still don't understand why they don't allow you to do this and and i don't know people are telling me they made improvements in jump force 
and I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll go back into it and test out these things or whatever. It's just, to me, it's just, it's atrocious. You're spending all that money and you can't play the story mode again. But let's go into the gameplay, which is much, much better than the beta. Great improvements in the gameplay. During the beta, I favored Miss Marvel and Black Widow, who I think were more established than the other, uh, you know, uh, people I was able to play, which was Iron Man and Hawk at the time. But... I, I love uh, Miss Marvel and Black Widow for being easier to control, whereas the other ones felt a little bit sluggish. Now, all of the characters feel tighter and more fluid, especially Iron Man, who I really had trouble with, but I am now acing it with Iron Man and, and, and improving more as he levels up as well. So, all of them were challenging, but the controls were are now much better. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm still a bit off on controlling the flight uh with iron man uh I th thor's flight seems to be a little bit better than iron man's but uh still it's just it's more of a matter of me getting used to the controls than the controls being actual sluggish or off or imbalanced or anything like that so i felt that everything is tighter also the targeting system is better than when you hit the l2 button to get a close-up and it immediately if you're near a actual enemy with your uh with your targeting It'll immediately connect to that target, making it easier for you to do whatever you have to do, whether throw an object as the Hulk or shoot as Iron Man or Black Widow, whatever like that, or throw your hammer as uh, Thor. Makes it a lot easier to connect. And then you can also hit the R3 uh, button to also lock on to somebody as well. So the targeting is much better and it only going to get better through um, more updates that as things come along as well so in additions that we'll do and that's the thing that i had to take count of too because this is just the believe it or not this game is on this is not a finished product and there's a lot of reasons as to why i say that this is not a finished product but there were there are still some things that needs to be tweaked on that will eventually happen down the line because they're going to be continuing this is going to be some ongoing stuff that you're going to be able to play here um the other thing i want to point out hawks jumping is much better much much better so when you're doing wall jumps you're immediately jumping off one or another you're not just staying in one place like you were in a beta you're immediately it, it's so much more fluid to go through and now you're jumping off from one place to another it makes it easier and more comfortable to do it to do that now now granted in that stage when uh, when you're going through the bridge, still a little bit getting used to because it's more of a comfortability thing than anything. But once you get used to doing the jumping, it's so much fun. It's so much more fun to do. Uh, Captain America also does wall um, wall running too. He his gameplay is kind of like uh, Ryu uh, Hayabusa from what is the game uh, from Ninja Gaiden as well. Um, when you play Black Widow, Black Widow's portrayal to me feels like Nightwing from the Arkham series. She has that same fighting ability as well too. So really, really enjoyed the controls factor here. Um, and I also like if you, uh, the, the AI this time around, like the AI was good in the beta, but it's better even more now. Uh, the fact that, and I credit them better with the AI on this than I would with Ultimate Alliance 3. And, and Ultimate Alliance 3 is good, but I feel like, because you're only controlling one person that 
you know, a lot of times you have games where the AI does not see you or help you. And I've played through games like that before. This is some of the best AI I've played in any uh, played with it in any game at all. Because if you go down, they will come to help defend you. Or even if you're not down and you're in a situation, I've had times where the hawk would come and uh, save you, and I didn't even call for it. You know, they're just on their own limb. They see that there are more you know people coming. They are programmed to understand that they need to help you. They need to beat it for you because you're getting swarmed here, and they do. So I do appreciate that aspect as well. You also have the uh, takedown finishes, which is like a QTE type of move, where if you, you know, it, when the time comes, you hit a uh, triangle or circle and you get to do a move. And sometimes your team members will add on to it and do it there as well. So uh, I, I love the takedown method. And, and in fact, which is great because you can earn uh, more, you can actually buy different types of takedown uh techniques as well so but the purchasing side is something that we're going to get down to because that's one of the biggest negatives of this game uh so i like the controls i love the gameplay of the uh game and i think again when you get to more when you when they get more updates and everything it's even going to be better i think this game is at a as at a standpoint where it's only going to get better from here on out so they i thought that what they're doing right now with it is absolutely good and it's a lot of fun it was a great fun to play with throughout the entire core story mode and some of the missions mode as well presentation and character design again along with the portrayal of captain america i wasn't too particular of his outfits his uh his gear if you will it's this whole riot gear thing it's it, it i'm not a big fan of it i uh, didn't like the look at all and like i said he did you know he, he just his look and his portrayal just didn't look like the captain america that we you know grew up with whether it be the comics whether it be the uh the animated series or of course the performance of chris evans and i think this is why i think you know the the benefit of a doubt when we were seeing and you heard all the complaints on twitter and online or whatever like that or, or just social media in general was that we wanted to see our favorite actors portray these things for a reason because they we felt that they embodied the actual essence of the marvel comic characters this is the problem that a lot of people were having on um you know with the series is that it didn't embody that and i didn't think captain america at all didn't embody not for all of it his his riot gear just it's like why does he need riot gear he's captain america the idea of him is to not need riot gear because he his abilities you know maneuvers over a lot of things that was the whole point he feels more inferior using a bulletproof vest okay his superhuman ability is supposed to be able to get maneuver out of all that that was the idea i'm so glad that marvel uh studios did not do this to him on there because it it weakens his look it weakens his essence of that so um now all of his gear isn't bad because you got the there's two out of all the uh new skins that they have you got the shield version or the version that they took from um the comics where he's uh he doesn't have he doesn't wear the face mask or helmet that he wears and he's just wearing the suit so they have that which is pretty good i did like that but also the stark tech gear that he gets is really awesome as well so uh i i did like that but the right gear no 
not a fan of that. Tony also is a bit of a throw off uh, visually to me. Uh, his facial, not without the suit, is is a bit of a throw off to me either. Like I said, he, um, he, you know, especially when he's at the old mansion, because he looks like, you know, overall he looks like a character from a John a Judd Apatow uh, movie starring Seth Rogen, <laughs> which is why I said he looks like. Um, he looks like Paul Rudd and more or less as Tony Stark than anything. And if, you know, if they made, it just made me think if Paul Rudd ever was portrayed as Tony Stark, I don't think it would work out as much as it would be with, uh, <laughs> with Robert Downey Jr. In a sense, but that's the way it felt like in this game. So, but it still wasn't as bad as Cap to me. So, um, yeah, I wasn't too much a big fan of his portrayal, his portrayal too much as, or his facial look into this game as well um while not perfect it, overall it was pretty good i at best it, i'm not going to totally bash it um but i can see it better at times going with more updates as well story missions and missions during and after the core story you will be asked to by uh by maria hill and some of the other factions that you work with the ant hill from hank pym and such to go on missions to stop other remaining threats caused by aim and other evil forces and you'll be we'll be getting more missions down the line through more updates and such and the uh reveals of new characters coming as well which by the way i do want to point out that uh you know a war room presentation was shown the day of talking about some new releases and things that are going to be coming out including uh which was going to be black panther that they were going to do but you know then chadwick boseman's passing came along and they decided to opt out of showing that for for the idea of you know people getting real pissed that it wasn't uh chadwick boseman that we were seeing or what they were thinking they were i think kind of in a sense on that they kind of dropped the ball on that because me personally and i know other people when i was talking to online we just wanted to know that black panther was going to be on air you know he was going to be represented in this game but they did show an emblem of black panther saying that you know out of respect to a real life hero we were going to uh we're not going to show the footage of information or or the news that we were going to show which in fact it it was them saying that black panther's in it but at this time we don't want to show him because he's obviously not chadwick boseman and he may not even look nearly as good as and i'm hoping that i really hope that they use the uh well i don't know who they're going to use to play his uh portrayal but I think more people are just happy that he's going to be that Black Panther, a Black Panther is going to be in the game more than, uh, you know, it being just Chadwick Boseman in a sense either. So I, I respect that they I respect what they did, but I think they would have been people would have been happy just to see Black Panther in there and they, and they will. They will. But instead, what they actually showed was Kate Bishop, who is uh, the up uh, the new Hawkeye. So we get in two Hawkeyes in this um in this in this uh game you know it's you know now because that that's they i guess what we wanted <laughs> so i never read the books with kate bishop on there but i know we're gonna get her soon on the disney plus series so i'm i'm not i'm not hating on that idea i'm more because we're getting more and we're also getting spider-man as well at least the playstation owners are gonna get that i hope vision is another character that we eventually get to so i don't know I, i'm fine with it i'm very fine with it but 
you know, the missions this time are really good. Um, I, I do enjoy playing the mission modes. I, as you level up, they get better. Uh, during after, like I said, during and after the core story modes, you'll be asked by Maria Hill and all of them to do it. So she suggests, he does suggest that we train in the harm room before we do this. And I highly recommend that you train in the harm room before you do this as well, because it will be a better experience going through these missions afterwards. Now, the RPG elements of the game leads to be a little bit to be desired in a sense. Leveling up seems to be a bit of a grind uh, compared to other Marvel games like Spider-Man uh, on the PlayStation 4 and uh, Ultimate Alliance, which the thing that I don't like in this game is that the attributes to make them stronger to, as they fight against AIM and all these other global uh, and galactic threats here. Unlike the RPG elements of Ultimate Alliance 3, your CPU characters don't have the ability to level up while you're fighting alongside them, which makes it a little bit more tedious because this will because now you will have to play as every character individually to raise their attributes and acquire stronger gear. This at times feels fun, but also feels tedious as hell. There's there's a bit of tedium in this game that I wish that they would um, you know follow suit to it. So especially when you're trying to play mission modes that require you to have a higher level and you won't be able to play it, especially time. There are going to be timed events as well. Like the one with Taskmaster, you won't be able to play that because you're not at a higher level and you won't, it, it takes so long to level up that you may never get a chance to play that because the time it will be up for that event. And I don't know if that time will be reoccurring or whatnot. So you had that to deal with some of the costs. Uh, then is also the situation where some gamers will have also experienced some slowdowns and the frame rates when you're playing. Uh, well, I'm going a bit ahead of myself here with that. Um, but let's talk about some of the negatives. Um, the ability to not play the story mode again at this time is one. But again, that is something that they are probably going to add down the line. So I won't make that total negative. Um, there are still some bugs that needs to be fixed, even though just yesterday, they uh, re released uh, update 1.05 on the PlayStation and other ones, which did fix some bugs and stuff like that. Not all of them, because apparently there's one major cosmetic uh, feature that is uh, mess missing here. And that requires the Captain America Stark Tech version when you're going into the uh, helicar uh, the outpost of the helicar. If you go into your uh, your menu state you seen with captain america and the star tech you will notice that captain america's face is horribly disfigured in a sense that his whole entire skin is not completed because you're supposed to have him using the helmet in here and unfortunately that's something they have to fix majorly and unfortunately that's not something that is it, it that, that was not part of the recent update unfortunately uh, so we'll see uh, I, I hopefully they notice that <laughs> in a sense um, some gamers will also experience some slowdowns and frame rate whenever the battle gets too chaotic uh, I've experienced this as well I've heard other people experience this as well uh, so that's something hopefully that you'll be able to do I know PC people and I have a 4k TV so I have a 4k TV but not a PlayStation Pro so I don't know if that plays a factor with it as well. But, you know, for those who still has the regular PlayStation 4, 
uh, it doesn't seem to be working as good as it could because everything's just going around so rapidly. So you got that issue. Some of the costumes you unlock are difficult to obtain thanks to the game's in-game currency system, which gives you very little to earn. Like I have a hard time earning money going through these modes, unlike I would on other games like Ultimate Alliance 3 and Spider-Man PlayStation 4, which are offline games mostly. They're not catering to online experience as much as this game seems to be, which this game claimed from day one and consistently that we would never have to use in-app purchasing or, or currency. Everything was going to be in-game currency here. This is utter bull because the reason being is that despite Crystal Dynamics swearing down that we would not have any microtransactions in the game, we find out that there is a marketplace which in some which has transactions set up that is designed to have you buy more currency. There is a reason why I can't earn enough money here because they want you to buy real money, uh, more currency using real money with prices as low as $4.99, $19.99, $49.99, and even yes, $99.99. Are you out of your freaking mind? This is absolutely horrible and this is false advertisement. This is unethical to all levels. You, you claim to have a game that is not gonna have any in at purchasing any microtransaction at all this is appalling this is absolutely appalling i hate the fact that they did this i would have even accepted if they had like okay we got this suit as a dlc purchase that's okay but to do it in the fashion this is the mobile game fashion and i hate the mobile game business structure because i think that too is a bit unethical and and i don't like the fact that they we're a little bit smarter than we were ever were before in the 80s i just talked about on high school on, on a high score review of the guys who created an expansion pack to make the games more challenging so you could play put in more currency so you mean to tell me that we spend a hundred dollars for this game and now you want us to spend another hundred dollars just to get the costumes how did that does that really honestly i've really got to see does that really work are we really that idiotic enough to yeah and i'm sorry i'm gonna call it what it is it's idiotic to buy so much into one game experience a hundred dollars is a lot of money especially today in this economy because we got so many people we got over 30 some million people without jobs who are still trying to struggle who the economy is not nearly enough to do this and for them to put this out I find it appalling. I find it absolutely horrible. And not only that, because they lied to us for this matter as well. So I am not a fan of what they did here. And the fact that you, you claim that you can, everything's in-game currency and it's not, it's just appalling. I'm surprised I didn't hear too much backlash from that. But, you know, honestly, and I'm be real about this. A lot of these companies, including WWE, including the White House to some extent, they factor on the utter idiocy, <laughs> uh, you know, of, of our of our uh, fan base in a community like the naivety, I should say. They rely on the naivete of our of the fan base 
because they know that we live in a short attention society and because of that they're not going to look at the little details not everybody not a there's a small percentage of us that are going to look at these details and be like no i'm not going to you know some of them are just not as in your face as it is but this to me i I, look, I am not naive to this. I'm, <laughs> I refuse to even even go into this. You know, it, it's I, I I it's just I can't, I can't. So, but if you go outside of this factor, this is actually in its core. If you base it on the core story mode overall, if you base it on a story core mode, um, or the core story mode, I should say, this game is actually a lot of fun. It's not. Like I said, it may be the best Avengers game, but it's not the best Marvel game. I still give that to Spider-Man PS4. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there is no microtransaction in that game. It's a single player experience, so they don't totally rely on online features for it. And I think once you rely and put emphasis and, and rely on online, it becomes a unstable situation because it's not guaranteed that it's all going to be working. Offline features are great the story mode is great and hopefully they'll allow you to play it again but at this time like i said you can't unless you reset the whole entire game and play it again which i hope that's not a case because people are so upset with jump force doing that right now and uh it's just it is what it is so um it's just sad it's just really really sad that they had to go there but overall this is a fun game to play uh it's as solid as can be I do recommend people play it, especially if you're a Marvel fan. It is not the best Marvel game, but it is damn sure a great Avengers game. So go at it. And if I'm going to give this a grade overall, it's going to be a B. It will not ever leave up, live up to Spider-Man based on just from a story aspect, from a actor, from a portrayal um, performance standpoint. It is not going to compare to Spider-Man. I thought Insomniac Games did a phenomenal job. It was definitely a game of the year. Uh, game and um yeah this is not living up to that but at least to their credit it became a much better solid game than what it was what we thought it was going to be and that to, for that they need to be commended for that they made a really good marvel experience for this but not the best experience or and you know they need to fix some ethical there's some ethical things and some uh Co uh, cosmetic things that they need to fix with this because that that and that purchasing thing i'm just i'm i'm uh i'm very disappointed in that so that will do it folks for this edition of uh select start thank you guys so very much as always you can follow us on talktimelive.com for uh, this and everything you can check out the mega ran interview there as well the video interview will be there shortly uh but all of our interviews will be there on our exclusive page or you could type in talktomlive.com forward slash exclusive you can also subscribe and download all of our episodes on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean tune in which you can listen to on all amazon devices so folks there you have it um believe i will still now the boys just came out and since that will not be uh since that will be only a new episode every friday i'm going to opt out in reviewing the entire season of that until the season's over but superman man of tomorrow is still going to be reviewed so that will be the next episode which uh that will probably be on monday because i had a, you know the, the mega ran interview 
and the production for that took a toll on me and then we got this show as well so i can take time to gather my notes on uh on a sunday and um you know talk about everything from there on monday and get ready there so we'll, we'll be extending that out but you got a lot of content to check out here on talk time live as well so folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and have a great week mask up be safe people take care Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.